Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Happy Black Friday, Vanessa. I've never recorded a podcast that starts that way before. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. And we're going to be on theme today with our... so on point. We really are. We're in the zeitgeist. You know, we're going to talk for a few minutes today about gifting, but not giving you gift guide suggestions because there are so many emails coming your way that have gift guide suggestions. So that's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to walk through some general gifting ideas for kids at different ages to help you think outside of the box. Ha ha ha, no kidding. Or frankly, to help you just start to come up with some creative ideas for ways to show the kids in your life that you love them and for them to show them that they love you, which by the way, does not have to be a material gift. And let's start right there with that, which is the big one to me, which is that the holiday season and the gifting season is so often about material exchanges. And I think there's a really important piece that is often missed, which is the gift of time, of connection, of service to others. So we'll integrate those into different age groups, ways that you can actually do those things and make it really fun and make it very gifty, but it doesn't have to be a thing. So in my extended family, the greatest gift that you can give a grandparent is a handwritten note that is thoughtful 
and legible and not always the case and really expresses something meaningful as adults get older and enter the years in their lives where they're starting to look back and think about what their legacy is and what they've left behind and how people perceive them. A meaningful note is really such a wonderful gift. You can even frame it in a little picture frame if you have someone who likes to display those things or put it in a pretty box. So that is the gift of older people. I'm going to add that that gift, if my kids or kids in my life were to give me that gift unprompted, it would be the best gift of the year. I mean, in our family, like my immediate with my kids and my husband, that's the only gift my kids ever give us is a very thoughtful handwritten note. Some of them decorate it. Sometimes they make it a card. Otherwise not. We are not a big gift giving family. Maybe because we're all so cheap. I don't know. (laughs) We're a gift giving family with a big asterisk because my husband is from a family that believes in giving gifts when you see something that someone might love or you see a card that you just do it then and not necessarily tethered to the occasion, which is both really great and really sort of complicated um, (laughs) when there are occasions. And when I was first in practice, one of the things that I learned that I had no idea, but every pediatrician knows this after being in practice for just a few short months, and every parent learns this very quickly, is that young kids really don't care about the gift at all. They just like the package. So one-year-old, two-year-old, three years old even, they tend to be much more connected to the fact that there is a bow and a ribbon and paper, and they don't really care what's in the box. So I took this notion and I really ran with it. And I decided I was going to make the holidays about practical things that I needed to get for the house anyways. And I would just put a bow around them and then it looked like a gift. And when my kids were really little, it worked really well. They would open up a bag of diapers or they could open up, right? And they were thrilled. Right, they got you're cheaper gift. than I am. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, clearly. But when my oldest was four and opened the underwear that we had wrapped up in paper. Really, she looked at us and she said, really, really, this is the gift is underwear. And so now our tradition in our family is every year at the holidays, we buy each other underwear and we we laugh. That's actually very funny because the Bennets buy each other a Passover at the end of the meal. The matzah is hidden. It's called the afikoman and whoever finds it wins a prize. And in the Bennett household, in my husband's family's household, the kids as their Afi Komen prize get underwear as a gift. So That's we so had funny. only been dating like a few months and we <laughs> went back to England for Passover and my mother-in-law handed me a pack of underwear and I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. I think there might've even been cheetah print on it. But the point is what works for kids of certain ages, what is developmentally exciting and appropriate for kids of certain ages, stops being developmentally appropriate and exciting. One of the challenges is when people want to give our kids gifts that they are excited to give them, but either violate, sort of a strong word, but not always, the rules in our house about what our kids can have or not have, or they involve so much technology. Yes, technology, makeup. Easy bake oven when I was... 
five or six. That was a big thing. Disney princess stuff. Some people have issues with guns, toy guns, Nerf guns, military stuff. Every family has different rules around what is okay. And one of the challenges is teaching our kids to be grateful for the generosity of others, but also like that you're allowed to have boundaries about what you keep in your house and what you accept. The other gift that's a problem are the ones that involve a lot of adult involvement in the playing with or creating. So like the Starship Enterprise Lego. That that was going to be my example. (laughs) That nearly took me out. I mean, it's such a nightmare. I just like finally was like, I don't know, kids, figure it out. So I think, you know, there's different ways to handle the gifting, not from within a family, but from outside a family, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle who's super well-meaning and really generous, but gets your kid something that like your kid knows is totally, a, a you know, an iPad, a tablet, a Xbox or whatever, you name it. So you can get ahead of the gift giving by having a conversation with that very well-meaning and loving adult and say, hey, I just want you to know what the parameters are in our house around these gifts. This is why we have these rules. I totally get that you want to get our kids something amazing that they will always love and appreciate. But also I need you to like listen to what I'm saying in terms of what our rules are. Yeah, and then there's the other piece, which is, there's this thing that happens when they're about 11 or 12 that looks like lack of gratitude sometimes. Oh, yes. Right. And it's, On it's a not minute necessarily. On a minute-to-minute basis. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not necessarily. But it really changes the way that adults gift kids as they get older. And it changes the way kids engage with gifting. So let's start sort of pre-teen. Let's start with the tweens, the 8 okay. to 12-year-olds. and Let's just talk about some general categories of things that are great if you're looking for a gift for a kid in that age group. And then let's also do the reverse, which is when a kid in that age group is gifting someone else. And let me just, spoiler alert, it's always going to end with the note that Vanessa described (laughs) because that is ageless and that is precious. And even if it is coerced, the recipient does not need to know that. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. Which is why we created the Oom Short. Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven 
That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie Horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is Factors Ready to Eat Meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our Factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. So one of the things that I really like to do in my family, um, because I now have all four of my children have been through that tween, surly, ungrateful stage, which makes me want to 
you know, tear my hair out. Part of it is I remove myself from the equation. So I stop being an intermediary between the child. And I'm going to use grandparents as an example because we are fortunate to have four grandparents who are alive and who spend time with my kids. And one of the things that I started doing when my kids hit around the tween years and were frankly kind of pains in the asses around gifts. And it was like, what do you want? I don't know. What would you like? I don't care. And I was like, you know what? I'm stepping out of this. So they go out with their grandparents to pick a present together. And the conversation I have with their grandparents before they go out are things that they need, right? Which saves me from having to go out and get those things. It also saves me money from having to buy those things. Parameters in terms of cost and brand, right? So there have been times my children have come home with brands that I have refused to buy for them because it's too expensive, but their grandparents were willing to. Sometimes I'm okay with that. That's up to them. That's between them. So making sure there are parameters. But sometimes you're not. And I think we've, many of us have been in that situation where kids yes. come home with something that they've been expressly told, no, this is not okay in our home. And then they look at us and sort of shrug and say, oh, grandma got it for me or so-and-so got it for me. And that does deserve a conversation. Right. Or in my case, I had to take back the Easy Bake Oven, as you well know, <laughs> and apologize to the store owner for um, misleading my grandmother. <laughs> it didn't for, mani- it didn't for emotionally manipulating your grandmother. <laughs> yes. um, so my grandmother, God bless her, Grandma Flo, was a big gambler. And she used to go to Atlantic City and play the slots. And she spent so much money at the Tropicana in Atlantic City that she had all this money to spend at the gift store at the Tropicana. Oh, they gave her money? They gave her, it's like Dave and Buster's, like how you have tickets. So (laughs) she also comped all four of her children and their spouses for a weekend at the Tropicana. So you can only imagine how much money she was spending at the slots. But in my case, all of my gifts from Grandma Flo came from the gift store at the Tropicana. It was the randomest crap you can possibly possibly imagine. So sending your kid out with a relative who frankly, what's most meaningful to them is the time with the child, right? right? So making sure before they go out with that relative, making sure your kid knows like, okay, here's how you are in the restaurant. Here's what you say after you go shopping. Here's like, maybe you're in a family of thank you notes. I'm terrible at writing thank you notes. I don't make my kids write thank you notes. But walking them through all of the stuff, instead of being disappointed afterwards when you hear from that relative, oh, well, they didn't say thank you or they didn't put their napkin on their lap, you know, making sure your kid has all those steps. And there are kids who live apart from grandparents or other relatives and they do these things virtually now more than ever, which is really fun. But the time component is no different. That having a FaceTime conversation, a Zoom conversation, whatever your platform is, du jour conversation, those are everything. And not when you're watching TV in the background or hanging out doing something else, but focused and present in the conversation. It goes a long way. And I think in the tween years, holding a mirror up, you know, the gifting season is not just about getting gifts. It's about valuing relationships, people showing their love and affection and gratitude, 
and the recipient showing theirs in return. That's the whole thank you note issue. And it's really kind of a hot button issue because on the one hand, some people feel like thank you notes are the most basic form of gratitude. Someone took the time to get you a gift, you take the time to write a thank you note. Other people feel that they're disingenuine. And you know, if it's coerced, again, back to the coercion, but if it's coerced, what's it worth? And every family is going to make a different decision around the writing of a thank you note. But the gratitude is separate. Feeling gratitude and expressing gratitude is not about a note or not a note. There are lots of ways to express that gratitude. So I think the gift of time for the people who are looking to gift is really important. One thing that kids get into earlier and earlier these days, my kids, when they were tweens, were already into this is secret Santa exchanges. So secret Santa exchanges, for those who don't know, are these gifting circles where everyone who's involved gets assigned a name or draws a name out of a hat and they buy that person a gift. And that way, everyone in the group gets one gift from one person. And usually there are rules attached, like spending limits and things like that. And the important thing in a secret Santa exchange, especially with tweens, is that they're honoring the spending cap because sometimes kids will overspend and it'll make other kids feel bad or feel less than. And the other thing, of course, is if it's an exclusive group that is doing a secret Santa exchange, that can feel bad as well. And so how do you balance that? And we've done secret Santa or Hanukkah Harry exchanges in our family where, you know, we don't want to have to buy, there's 21 members of my immediate family, my siblings, my niece, nephews, parents, and we don't want to have to buy gifts for everybody. So each family gets another family and then you pick gifts. And we also put a limit on what you can spend for that gift. I happen to really love getting kids books. And I know that's like annoying and (laughs) dorky and whatever, but it is really to buy a kid a book or a book series that your kids have loved or you loved, I think is such a wonderful way of caring for kids. I just like, I love it so much. The other thing that we do with our own kids is we tell them what their budget is for their gift. And then we let them make suggestions about what they can get. I don't love giving them all cash, but I will give them like part cash and part gift or part gift card or something like that. When my son was really into Roblox, he could spend part of his money on Robux and then part of his you know, gift on something else. So I think setting expectations, setting limits, including the kids, engaging them in what they would like. Another really lovely thing is to have an experience together. So to go to the theater together or to a concert together or do something where you're actually experiencing something together as opposed to getting something material, I think can be a lovely way of being together. Weirdly, so one year we got our kids tickets to the Lion King for Hanukkah. And somehow I have the only children in the entire world who hated the Lion King. I'm like, what? how did this happen? It's like the most popular Broadway show in the history of the world and all of my kids hated it. I was like, okay, well, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, exactly. Happy Hanukkah. So let's just jump up to teens for a moment because I think it feels increasingly difficult for a lot of adults to buy kids who are older gifts that they will love, like the Lion King tickets. Um, And sometimes the auntie feels 
like it's so high, right? The price point gets increasingly high and the specificity of these gifts gets increasingly high. So again, experiences, time, these are top of the list in both directions, what teens can give others and what others can give teens. But when you're looking to gift a teen, the best advice that I would have is ask them. Yeah. <laughs> they have very clear. They have very sense. clear. Very. Yes. And by the way, don't just give them what they want because they may give you a, a banana suggestion. And if it feels, if something is going off, a radar is going off where someone is asking for something and you feel like maybe that's inappropriate or maybe that's too much or whatnot, check in with the adults in their lives and make sure that's appropriate. But I think a teen gift, it usually involves a conversation with the teen. It also teaches that kid to check in with the people in their lives about what they would like, because you know it's modeling a little bit of, I care what you're interested in. Do you want to care what I'm interested in? And one thing I've noticed with teenagers is they're often experimenting with new styles, new ways of dressing or new accessories or things like that. And a gift is a really nice opportunity to recognize that they're like trying things on and experimenting. And instead of being like, what? You want that? Which I may or may not have said more times than I can count. You just say, oh, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen you wear something like that. Great. Let's give it a shot, right? Because gifts are low stakes. If they don't like it, it's not like they spent their back to school allowance on it. They're giving it a shot. But letting them take that opportunity to experiment with who they are. If you have someone in your life who's taking them out to go shopping, you also want to offer up parameters about what they're allowed to wear in your house because there may be some confusion over That's that. That's a big one. And also spending. So it becomes increasingly important for people to learn the value of the dollar as they're getting older, especially our teenagers, right? And those who have had jobs understand how hard it is to earn a dollar, but those who have not yet had jobs often don't. And so if you have a kid who has never worked and doesn't quite get it yet, sensitize them to that before they are taken out because they may very innocently pick something that turns out to be quite expensive and they don't realize. They don't realize how many hours one has to work in order to be able to afford the item that the kid is picking just because they think they're making the person happy during the shopping experience. So make sure you have those pre-conversations with your kid if it's not you doing the shopping with them. And one final note, if you are living far away from loved ones and these gifts carry a lot of import to the gift giver and your child is for whatever reason disappointed or unhappy with the gift, this is a great opportunity to teach them about respect and empathy for the time, car, as you say, the money, the energy, the thought that went into a gift. And yes, they might be disappointed. Yes, they're young and it might be hard, but they need to learn how to show gratitude and appreciation for people's effort. We all have to learn that skill at some point out of respect for other human beings and other people's dignity. And this is a great opportunity for them to develop that skill. I'm going to close with a reminder that Perhaps the best gift of all is the gift that Vanessa suggested at the very top of this episode. Not that you just 
wasted a lot of time listening to the whole episode, but just to circle (laughs) back and put a bow on it, so to speak, the gift of putting in writing how you feel about someone, what someone means to you, it is priceless. And we could all do a little bit more of that, even in our regular day-to-day life, but definitely during the holidays. So good luck. Godspeed. If you have wonderful ideas that have worked in your family for gift giving, please, please, please DM us at the Puberty Podcast on Instagram. Email us thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear and share with other people because it is a wonderful way of helping a fellow out. And maybe Vanessa, this is the point at which we have to add, if you're really struggling to buy a gift, you could buy a pair of um shorts or an um bra. So for Hanukkah this year, my entire side of the family is getting a pair of um shorts from my, except for my tiniest nephew, besides him, everyone else is getting a pair of um shorts. And I'm like, so excited. I'm like, unhealthfully excited about giving them these shorts. You're going to get a lot of coerced thank you notes. Yeah. My sister-in-law is so good at getting her kids to write thank you notes. And my sister is so good at writing thank you notes. And I'm just like, this is my moral failing and I accept it. So if you don't know what else to do, um shorts, um bra, I promise you will have some very grateful people in your family. Um socks coming. They're going to be the best. Yeah. That's the greatest gift to you. Yes. So that your kids don't smell. He don't smell. All right, Cara. Vanessa, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.